Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X NGR Radio's Xbox podcast, still in audio form. And as always, we throw up the X. <laughs> yes, because we're about to throw down. I am your host, Team Lee, Mr. Eddie V. Joining me is my co host, the Wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. Hello, everyone. Yes. Unfortunately, everybody, our boss man, Corey Derrick, wasn't able to make it again. Once again, baby duties. But I'm glad that he uh, was able to join us and lead and host uh, Nintendo Power Block. So if you guys have not been able to check that out, uh, do check it out. Um, we had a great discussion. It was really great to have him back and just, yeah. uh, you know, I, had to, I told him that I had to save my yas. Uh, for his return, and I, I actually, hopefully, I deliver to him. So it's good to have him back. Um, also, everybody, uh, before you probably are hearing this or after it or whenever you're checking this out, um, do watch the Super Smash Brother Nintendo Direct. It is, uh, it's going to be live, or probably by the time this video is out, is already live. Um, hopefully, me and Corey will be. And Jesse, I don't know if you'll be able to check it out with us, um, but hopefully we'll be able to do a reaction and do a mini block about um, the news that's come from there. And the only reason why I'm promoting it is because they announced it on us. They announced this on Sunday and it was after we recorded power block um we know that evo was going on and congratulations because someone won uh the nintendo um Susan smash brothers on wii u unfortunately i didn't get the name and get the story uh but just congratulations to that person who won it um i i didn't get a chance to even watch the matches hopefully it's on twitter or not twitter uh, hopefully it's on youtube or something and i get be able to check it and stuff because i really want to see the match and how, uh and they did i don't know if they announced it at uh evo but it seems that they announced it at on uh, their twitter page so um we're going to be watching it uh probably individually at first and then we'll come together and see it um I, I'm, I'm expecting it to be like maybe 10 or 15 minutes long um i don't know i i'm assuming there's going to be a character reveal and probably some box art or probably some special pre-order bonuses and amiibos and everything so just giving you guys a heads up for that so, uh, but yes, uh, we do have some more new shows for you guys and some plugs, but I'm going to do that at the end of the show. So, uh, we're going to get into the next episode for you audio listeners. And if you guys are watching this on Nerds Gone Rogue on YouTube, hopefully you guys are enjoying this while you're cleaning, while you're cooking, while you're even gaming, just let it all relax you and get you hyped <laughs> while you play some Xbox games. Yes. But as always, like I said, I'm joined by the Wise West Council tonight, Mr. Jesse Douglas, and we're going to get into what's been in our arsenal. And I, and I have a beef because <laughs> with Jesse. I know what this is about. <laughs> and it's not the Super Nintendo thing. You already nope. know what my beef is about because we talked yep. about it yesterday. <laughs> So, uh, last week, Jesse surprised me by him picking up Resident Evil 4. And I told him, hey, let me know when you're playing it and I'll hop on to play it. Well, something kind of happened. I'm going to let Jesse explain. And then I'm going to let him explain what's been in his arsenal. Um, also, everybody, uh, 
if you haven't checked it out, we have an Arsenal X community, um, community on, uh, uh, on our xbox live um i'm going to get more information about that and try to put it on the website and be able to promote them uh more because we would like to talk to you guys while we're gaming and i think it would be fun if you guys could join us and hang out with us and you know ask us questions have conversations with us and everything so that more information with that is going to come a little bit later but i'm hopefully going to be um uh, working on that but yes jesse Please, what's been in your arsenal? <laughs> so, okay, so I... Um, oh, I should say, what you take out your arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> so, so lately I've been, uh, like, trying to trying to just get back onto Twitch and, you know, like, stream stuff. And mm. uh, and so, like, one, I, I ended up getting a whole bunch... A couple more followers on on Twitch uh, re- earlier this week because uh, I found out if you play games that that no one's playing anymore, you tend to get get people coming in who are just curious, you know, that will uh, watch. and And I I got like I think four or five people followed me because nice. I was playing I was playing some uh, some hardline uh, Battlefield hardline on on. Uh, on the you know like multiplayer or whatever and so i was playing that and i was streaming it and i would i'd kept on getting like someone would pop in and watch and then another person would pop in and watch and then another person and then i i'm like okay well people are starting to actually come on here i better you know like just uh like go on the the open up the chat and stuff and and i think i did put my mic on and was talking a little bit but I didn't really get any responses through, you know, talking through the mic, but there was one guy who's like, you're the only play- person who's streaming this. And he's <laughs> like, I just, he's like, I'm, but I'm glad because this game, this is a good game and it needs to get some love or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I used to play this game religiously and, you know, and like, I just, for whatever reason, uh, like I've been trying to kind of do that a little bit is just like go back and play games that I, that I haven't played in a while. Mm-hmm. Like I've been thinking about maybe trying to get back into uh, Titanfall 2 like online and maybe stream that a little bit. Well, let me know um, if you do. I'll hop on with you. Uh, okay. Because... Yeah, because I, cause I, I, that's a, that's a fun game to Dude, play. So. Just, just the... F- just the movement of that game and i still love the guns i really i might just go through the campaign again and probably probably play it on easy and put everything through my headset because man the sound engineering is so good in that like the sound man the sound of those guns the way you just run like you really feel like you are in battle yeah. In that game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so good. Now, I get killed a lot in the multiplayer, but you know what? If you got, even if you, I think it with Titanfall 2, whether you're good or bad, it hooks you. Cause it, yeah. cause everything is just so good. Like, I don't even care about the Titans at times. I care about yeah. just moving around and if I kill yeah. somebody or even if I get killed, it's just like, you know what? You got me. Yes, I got him, got a point. I still have fun. D- that that balance yeah. and that flow is just like spot on. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm bad at using like the the Titans too. I a lot of the times what I do is I call them in and then I do where they follow you. Mm-hmm. And so then I'll just have because then they just they'll do attack and stuff on their own, and so then they'll just kind of follow you around wherever you move. And I just usually do that. Like I mean, I do try to get into them and use them, you know, like to their full potential. But yeah, like I'm kind of the same. Like it's just so much more fun, like playing as a you know as your as your pilot and. uh just kind of you know like bouncing around from building to building and stuff and yeah i i'm i guarantee just like uh the other game that i'll talk about here in a second that like going back to it i'm just gonna be just be awful at the game because i i'm just haven't played it in so long and like that's the one thing about like those fps shooters online is you like you it's ruthless when you go back after all you haven't <laughs> played it in a long time and you're just not used to everything. It's it you just get your butt kicked like over and over again until you get used to everything eventually. And so yeah, like I, I wanna go back and play that, but I, I've been I played hardline, like I said, and then um I'm gonna try I'm trying to get back into Siege too because I still just love love the heck out of that game. And it's such a fun online game to play, and like the only bummer that I that I don't really care for is some of the people that you have to deal with in that game. Like, Ugh. but but the but the like on the other hand, the good thing is though is like when you get a really good team that's fun to communicate with and mm-hmm. and play with and actually plays the game the way that it's supposed to be played, like. The, that's when it reminds me of just why it's like still probably my favorite like online multiplayer game and, like and, fps multiplayer and, game and something like you see it's just like no matter if you're good or bad um i'm not good and bad I'm, i should say if you win or lose when you got a yeah. really good team it's the yeah. teamwork that matters yeah. most and it's just be like man you know what we all died. We didn't win any games, but I like how everybody co- communicated, knew what they yeah. needed to do, and improvises and improvised whatever they had, and it was still fun to do that. Yeah, I I literally picked up the the uh, year three uh, season pass thing, or the mm-hmm. you know year three uh, expansion or whatever today. Um, so I could get all the new characters and stuff, and so I've been trying to use them and stuff, and and I really like the new characters a lot. The, there's one that's got a cool like where she can throw down a, um, I think up to three holograms of herself. Uh-huh. So it, it looks like her standing like with the gun like ready. You can I think you can maybe put put them different poses. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Sorry, and, but um, she, and she's got a really, she's got an amazing gun that's got like a really high fire rate, but it's uh, it like works really well. So I've been using her, and then there's one dude that's got this awesome like it's a camera, yeah, that's got like it's got a shield over it, so it's bulletproof. It's a bulletproof camera, I believe, but um. There, it's got a second function, but the the downfall is is if you use that second function, it no longer is uh 
is bulletproof like it's got a shield that goes over the eye yeah and but you so that that shield you can open it up and it actually turns into a laser turret that you can use to like manually move the 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 turret around and you can shoot these like laser beams out of it at people nice so yeah it's i'm just starting to kind of try to learn the newer newer characters and was this the one was this announced at e3 this year or was the season of oh, season three had already been out um yeah i think they were they kind of i think they talked a little bit about maybe some of the stuff that they were going to do but i don't remember if these characters were talked about at e3 or not okay i know they i, I know they mentioned yeah i thought they mentioned something um yeah. at, at siege after besides the documentary i thought they yeah. announced something like new that was coming yeah, I think I think it was I think I don't know. Yeah, it's so hard to keep everything uh you know all together because I know like there's been so many, you know, different times where they talked about stuff kind of this mm. year. Like they, you know, they were I know they've talked about, you know, like all the stuff that they were trying to do like to uh get rid of people who are, you know, of being abusing, you know, like things and like and you know team killing and stuff that that was kind of their big focus is trying to make make the game uh like a less uh toxic yeah i know I, that i know we, we we uh we covered that like last i think like last month or we covered it in june yeah uh, but i think that was the pc bill i wonder if they've been doing it for xbox also yeah they're they have they have like certain things that are kind of changed now like they used they went with something that call of duty i believe used to do where if you kill so many if you kill so many people or kill your own teammates i think like three times in a match mm. it it will automatically kick you and then i think you i think you uh you get banned for a certain amount of time where you can't join a game again until until like the the time thing timer thing is up i'm not sure exactly how that works but and maybe it's like one of those where the first time offense is like you know like it kicks you out but then after that it starts making it where you can't join the game for a certain period of time i'm not sure but because i I don't do that stuff so i don't know but but yeah, like I, I know there's a, there's just a lot of features and a lot of things that they've been talking about, you know, j- within the last, you know, couple of months or whatever. So I can't remember what exactly, but I'm, I'm almost guaranteed that they had to probably talk about like the newer, the new, how the new, new characters and stuff were coming out. Cause they're really good at promoting that and like talk, you know, like trying to get it out there when, when new stuff is coming out and, you know, get reveal trailers out to, so people can get an idea of what, what the new characters are going to look like and stuff like that and what their, their functions are. So, but yeah, yeah. so I've been playing that, playing that a little bit and I, I got the season pad, the year three, thing because i plan on trying to play that a little bit more and stream it and stuff occasionally so um yeah so there's that and then i didn't really play any horizon 3 this this week but i'm i want to play that a little bit i might after uh, the show did you uh i'll hop on with you because i need to play some xbox um 
I'll, I'll talk about that when it comes to my time. Um, did you pick up the Force of Two Twentieth Edition? Uh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just I, I just got it today. And that you know what that that'll bring me into the the game that I that I am not playing <laughs> and is <laughs> off of my Xbox now. But um, so so what happened was like I I did not care for Resident Evil Four at all. Like it like I I've had. I've tried multiple times in the past to play that game. And then everybody, and every, I did say every, last year, I mean, not last year, last week, I said when he was going to play it to tell me so I could play it with them and we could talk about it. Did I not say that? Yeah. Okay. Well, and then what happened was, uh, like, there was some other games, like, that I wanted to put back on my Xbox, mm-hmm. like Hardline and stuff like that. And my problem is right now is I need a I need another hard drive. Like I literally have like no space. My my Xbox internal space is full, and and my uh, my two terabyte thing is completely full. So I I just was so frustrated with that game, and I needed space on my hard drive. So I got rid of that. Well, I don't and know. I got, why. I got rid of a couple of games actually off of my hard drive. Because there's a there's a couple of things that like because I had just gotten you know like Ori and stuff like that yeah. too, and you, you and, uh, and off, life right? is strange. Yeah, because okay. I finished that. Game. Yeah, you finished that one. Okay, I understand so, that one. Yeah, so I yeah like there's a couple of games like that that I finished. The only one that I finished that I haven't got taken off because we eventually are gonna do something was uh, Quantum Break. Yeah. But once once we once we do that and record that and you know do that, then I'm probably going to take that off, which will free up a good chunk of space. But you said you was gonna you was gonna work on it because I'm I think after uh after a certain thing about Quantum Break happens, I'm going to say yeah. that. Uh, can reveal what? Uh, I'm going to try to continue on. And uh and and beat that game because I I want to get prepared I want to be prepared for control for next year yeah um, yeah yeah I, I really like I really <laughs> like the end end of Quantum Break that is such a good game right because so. I yeah because I think once I get done with Quantum I think I'm gonna jump into um Alan Wake since both games are gonna be on the disc so yeah I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna jump into that. <laughs> Yeah, I've thought about going back to Alan Wake too, cause I, cause I've beat the full, I beat the full game when it came out, like that, like that game, like when I, when I got that game, I was so excited for that game to come out, and then I literally, any chance I got, I played it until I finished it. Finish so, it. Yeah, yeah, cause I, I, but I haven't finished, I haven't played the American, uh, what is it the the expansion the American nightmare story or, something like that. or nightmare yeah that's what it is I think American nightmare I haven't played that so I do I would like to go back and and <laughs> try to finish that though because I've only finished the main the main story um yeah like all the because I think there were expansions too to the main story that I finished but then there was that that last thing was that American story thing I think that came out and I never did finish that because okay. yeah because yeah I've I still got the uh, I'm looking at it right now the uh the the um Alan Wake where it looks like a book or whatever the limited mm-hmm. edition or the special edition one <laughs> but 
yeah i so i yeah that's that's mainly why i got rid of it because i just didn't didn't really want to deal with that game and there was so many other games that that i that i wanted to play and wanted to put on my xbox and so i just need to free up space like once i get a hard drive another hard drive like i'll probably end up putting it back on just so i have it yeah because like that because that's my that's my my uh my uh like what i really want to be able to do is just have a nice big hard drive where I can literally put everything, all of my games on and have all of them, you know, able to play them whenever I want, you know, instead of having to delete, like right now I delete stuff and then download stuff and delete stuff and download stuff all the time in order to play other things that I eventually feel like playing. So, right. But yeah. And so then, and then the, the only other thing that I really, I'll talk about that I didn't, uh, talk about playing uh because i just recently got it was the i ended up getting tetris uh dx uh for game for game boy or i think it's technically it's colored it's for colored game boy yeah but uh yeah i i have a i have a super super game boy and so i i kind of want to try to get some more uh game boy games for that to to play in it and so i ended up getting that and uh played that a little bit today literally dude when i got my super game boy for my super nintendo uh before i got my game boy color dude i was racking up on gba on uh game boy games not gba game boy games i mean i was getting them because of like my birthday or christmas or they were on my budget uh I got my Super Nintendo thing, dude. I was up in that muck. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's so many good Game Boy games, and I just like it's the my problem is is I just a lot of those games I haven't played in so long. I don't remember like what what's worth getting and what's worth having and what's worth playing. But like, because I right now I only have I think like four or five Game Boy games. Um, I, I don't remember. I don't think I have it, but I do want to get like the super, is it super Mario world or whatever too? Yeah. Super, uh, super Mario land too. Yeah. Land too. Yeah. That I, I, I played oh, that, that, dude, that game is so good. Yeah. The six golden coins. Yeah. Yeah. I used to play that a lot cause that was the, one of the games that my grandma, uh, had bought for the Game Boy that she had got for us kids to uh-huh. have at at her, at her house, because my my grandparents were like that. Like I can I can honestly uh, thank my my grandparents from my mom's side for for getting into games to video games for the most part because my grandpa uh, had got like he had went to some I don't know if it was like a like a, a I don't know what where he got it from but he he had bought like like literally one day brought home a massive box with like five Ataris in it mm-hmm. um and ColecoVision and uh the master system and like uh, like a whole bunch of all these systems he had bought this big box just full of uh, like the systems and games and all that. And so like each of us kids ended up getting an Atari 
and then um I wanted the masters or the I wanted the Coleco vision and so I got I got that I believe instead of an of an Antari or no that's what it was is I got I got the Coleco vision and the master system I believe I wanted those instead of the of an Atari yeah and so I I had those and then I had bought another master system eventually later I think because uh yeah yeah I think I had another one later but yeah so I like a lot, all my gaming started kind of from my grandparents but they had like game boys there mm. they had you know at the house and everything <laughs> so well, that's, is that all that's been in your arsenal? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me because uh, there's a lot of the other stuff I talked about on Pow Block. So, okay. Well, for me, everybody, I'm gonna start with my Switch. Uh, play Wizards of Legend. Been like really enjoying that. Getting more equipment. Getting better. Uh, with that. Um, play more Octopath Traveler. Uh, for PlayStation Four. Uh, been working on. Um. Detroit become humans and then uh Detroit become human and then picked up some indie games on a flash sale. Uh for Xbox One though, uh I hooked it back up <laughs> and jumped back into the world of Xbox. Uh, downloaded uh Forza to the twentieth anniversary and uh uh Death Cube, I believe that's the name of it. Or Death Squared. That's the that's yeah. the name of it. Um I picked that up for the games for go. Um but I started Mafia three. And I I have Mafia three for PlayStation four and Xbox one, um, and I started a little bit on PlayStation four, but I was just like, you know what, I'm feeling something else for PlayStation four, and then I so I took it out. Um, it's still on my system, but I just didn't play it there. So uh, when I picked up Mafia three, it was like only fifteen bucks for Xbox. Well, isn't one. it free this month? No, on it X, was on on PS four. Uh. I think it came out yeah. free this month on PS4. No, it was it was free a couple of months ago. It's not free this month. Oh. Uh something something else is, is free for PlayStation 4. Um but I had already had Mafia 3 for PS4 before I even bought it for Xbox One. Um yeah. so I got it I got it in 2016 for Black Friday and then last Black Friday last year for Black Friday it was cheaper on Xbox One on P- than PS4 um because they were trying to get rid of the PS4 versions and all the Xbox One versions were gone so I was able to snag uh snag a copy for Xbox One last year so I decided to play it. and shout out to Moose Lee cuz he's played it and you know he's been talking about it and I'm like you do I want to play this game I need to jump back into it um so uh, I'm, I started playing it. I'm sorry, Jason. Shout outs to you. Shout outs to all the, the crew at, uh, Durskong Platinum, <laughs> NGP. Love those guys. Uh, but I'm playing this on Xbox One. Uh, my goal is, I think I'm gonna try to finish it by this week. Um, I, I'm gonna okay. have a lot of time off this week again. Uh, so I'm gonna be working on that. Uh, and then probably be playing some other Xbox games. Um, they're going to try to hop on with you for Titanfall 2, uh, whenever you want to play that. Um, okay. and maybe Forza 3, you know. All you got to do is just be like, Ed, are you up? Are you doing anything? Well, 
Well, and I'm like, I'm going to probably stay up later tonight, uh, you know, after we're done recording, I, I plan on playing gaming a little bit because like, I do want to, I do want to try to game a little tomorrow, but I've also like with no kids in, in the house, like my, my wife and the kids went uh, with her family to Wisconsin Dells. Um, you know, if you're from this area, I, well, even if you're not from Wisconsin or or the neighboring states, I'm sure you've probably heard of it because it's like one of the biggest water parks, and yeah. I think in, in the in in the country. So, um, but yeah, they're they're so they're going there, like, and uh, so I've got the house to myself, so I can get stuff done. <laughs> so I I got I got plans to try to do stuff around the house, you know, this while while it's empty here, but. But yeah, I do want to try to do some gaming though. Yeah, and it would be cool to jump on with you a little bit this week. So yeah, so but everybody, that's what's been in my arsenal. Oh, um, I also started. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be charging up my 2ds and get back into Fire Emblem Awakening. I'm, I do. I've been dying to play that, and it's just like, oh, I'm in a battle. Oh, I love this dialogue. Oh, I love this fight because I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to kick tail again. So, yeah, I'll be working on that. But uh, we're going to get into some Arsa news. And we don't really have a lot of stories um, this week. Um, there just wasn't so much for Xbox uh, that was kind of worth reporting on because some of the stuff that we already talked about normally has been like the same games. Uh, so I'm going to get into the first one. Uh, Sunny in Philadelphia's Rob Mick. Uh, McHelen, uh, uh, McElhenney reports reportedly departs from Minecraft movie. Sorry, trying to get his last name right. Uh, back in 2015, and uh, these stories do come from Game Informer. Uh, back in 2015, it was reported that Rock McElhenney was heading was heading the adaptation of Minecraft as director. Uh, the rep says that Mel. McElhenney has departed from the project, which was originally slated to be released in May 2019. The publication says it received word from McElhenney that his role with the project has come to an end. McElhenney, who gained fame playing Mac on the raunchy sitcom Is Always Sunny in Philadelphia, is the second director to leave the movie, with the first being Sean Levy, who directed Night at the Museum and was a producer on Arrival. The film's current status is unknown. Uh, you can watch uh, you can out the raps article for more details for more on Minecraft check out their review on Minecraft Story Mode Season 2 uh, you guys can check out their review on GameInformer.com uh, I didn't know that there was going to be a Minecraft movie <laughs> I, I, I apologize for that uh, but th- this is the second director that they have lost so we do not know what's going to happen to this movie um Whatever happens to it, though, it has to be better than the Emoji movie. Well, yeah, I, and and honestly, I don't think that will be difficult considering, like, the, there's, you know, at least some kind of base to a story mm-hmm. already, you know, created in, in the Minecraft world. Um, like, honestly, you know, what would be really awesome is if they ended up getting the guy who who did the Lego movies. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine like a, like having a, like because because I mean it's you know it's somewhat similar like you know like it Legos in the in 
and the Minecraft, you know, it's very similar kind of idea. But, but it depends on what animation they're going to be using for yeah. it. So. Well, and I, I have a feeling it's it's probably going to be something similar to to what they've done for, like, the, the TV show type stuff, uh-huh. like the episode things. But I could see them maybe, like, updating it to look more like the, uh, because, the, um, like, you know, Minecraft got that big update where they made the graphics and, you know, everything look like it's still it's still blocky but they made things look nicer and smoother and mm-hmm. you know so i i'm i'm guessing that maybe you know something like that like you know what i'm honestly surprised and maybe it does exist but i'm surprised that there's not there's not a um a show out there similar to like uh, what they red versus blue, you know, like what they did with Halo. Yeah. Like I'm surprised that no one's done like done that what they did in Halo, but used played you know played the episodes in Minecraft and recorded it that way, like kind of like what they did on there. Like so, somebody probably have done it. You just probably got to check YouTube on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. But yeah, I. I'm I'd I'd imagine it's probably not going to be awful. You know, I I guess it all depends on what kind of storyline they go with and stuff, but right. that that would be cool to get someone though like that's kind of like familiar with doing a, a movie and like kind of like that, like the like I said like the the person who did the Lego movies or or uh something like that. Right. And I don't know if they recorded any footage or anything, but We'll see what happens, though. So Yeah. We're going to move on to our next story. Uh, Capcom is looking at more remakes after Resident Evil 2. Capcom's most recent financial report was fairly muted, with the company in kind of a transitional state between major titles. But their recent investor conference did yield some interesting questions. One question asked about Resident Evil 2, which Capcom expects to surpass a million copies, and whether the developer plans to create further remakes in the same vein. Further, Capcom answered, regarding remakes and re-releases of titles in our back catalog, we expect to explore these further in a variety of properties as a part of our strategy to utilize our library of IP. Capcom is certainly no stranger to leveraging its backlog. When the HD update for Resident Evil Remake performed somewhere earlier this generation, Capcom recommitted to reaching into its history of games for re-releases and it seems now remakes. What game would you want to see Capcom pull out for a full RE2 style remake? I'm gonna let Jesse go first with this one because he has thoughts and, okay. and stuff. I, I'm I'm going to follow after you with this okay. because yeah, just go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> okay, I have to pause everybody. All right, so it's funny because. Like what I what I would like to see remade wasn't really popular, like and it didn't. I don't think it did well at all. But I think it was kind of. Uh, but that the only reason was because it was kind of just came out at a time when when online stuff wasn't really was kind of newer and it, they just especially with with like the the PS2 or whatever like the online stuff was still pretty new mm-hmm. 
like they didn't quite understand you know like the online experience you know that much because you know xbox kind of at that time was already doing you know with the the original xbox they they were all in with a lot of the uh the online gaming and stuff like that so it it still would be in the the genre or in the uh franchise of resident evil but i would really like to see them do a remaster or a reinvention of the outbreak files like the online uh, Resident Evil Outbreak files, like have it where, like th- they could even do like have it somewhat similar to like a uh, um, I won't not not similar to like it wouldn't really be anything like Siege, but but like have it where like you know each character that you pick has like their own abilities when you're going through the the story modes and stuff mm-hmm. as a group but i'm thinking probably like more more in the vein of like keeping it resident evil but more in the vein of like your uh your um is it left for dead or whatever uh you know like more in that style but but it would be the like still be the online four player co-op type thing you know, like so. It basically, what it would be is a Resident Evil game that could be played like a, like a, um, like a Halo game or like a like a Gears of War game, where where you can play through like all these different stories as a four player group. But they could, you know, they can also add like some more other kinds of story, like or game modes that would be online. And kind of just because I I honestly think that that was a really cool idea at the time, but it just wasn't the right time for something like that to happen. Well, th- this is the problem with it. I think the online Resident Evil games don't work at all because they tr- I think they tried too many times with the. Sorry about that. They tried too many times trying to do Resident Evil online in that form. Yeah. And every time they did it, it did not work. It, it kept being a failure. So yeah. if Capcom was going to do that, they're going to have to give it to an American developer. Them in, Cap- in Japan, they cannot do it. The online, yeah. Their online service, not service, their online design is not good. Now, yeah. I, was, uh, I would say if... If if they outsource it to an American developer, I would I would be cool with that. I would say probably give it the, even though this may sound weird, give it to Jaeger. Jaeger is yeah. still around. If they could if they could get the, because you probably wanted like third maybe third person, over the shoulder, um, like kind of like Gears. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, like Gears. Yeah, like that, just, that's what that's what I en- that's what I envision is like a it's like a Gears. Like the gears multiplayer kind of, but but you you know like you like I said you like much like gears you can have you know other options have for online play with friends, yeah yeah. But have yeah. it have it like a class based kind of similar to to like yeah like siege. Mm-hmm. Because like the only reason I want to go move towards siege is because siege is like. If like if I can imagine the Resident Evil world in that engine that they use to make Siege, where it's to, buildings and it's 
you but know, like being contain, able to break through stuff. And, it has to contain a story in a Resident yeah. Evil game set in the a game designed as Siege set in the Resident Evil universe wouldn't work. Only reason only reason is, is because what else are they going to? What else can you do with that? You're going to be fighting the. You're, you, of course, you're going to be signing the, the same enemies. Uh, you know, zombies, monsters, and all of and all of this. Uh, yeah. But just doing that over and over, they have. I, I, Capcom has tried to do that, and like I said, once again, it didn't work uh, yeah. for them. Now, if now, if Jaeger, if Jaeger could do it, and Capcom allows Jaeger to introduce different modes, where, where actually, I, I like, I would like, of course, a survival has to be in there, and the only thing you get on there is maybe knives. Uh, you start off with the knife, and you don't get no guns throughout the whole gameplay. The only way that you can survive. Is do melee combat, or you know, you breaking off car doors and using that as shields and stuff. Like you all, you four have to work each help each other in order to survive. You don't get no, you don't get no guns in it. You don't get no extra health. You get whatever is in that that world or in, in that part, and you got to get through it to survive to make it through. Well, yeah, like, I mean, they could have, like, a, like, a, like, scenario, certain scenarios, like they did in the, like, you know, like, where, where, you know, part of it would be that, like, the beginning part would be mm-hmm. like that, but then you eventually, you get to somewhere where you have guns and stuff like that. See, I, I don't, see, I, d- I don't that... think, I don't think if, if you, if you do just knives through the whole game, no one's going to play it. No, like, no I mean, one cares but about it. But what I'm saying is you start off with a knife, but when you yeah. go throughout, you pick only up melee weapons. Because who in the heck got, in the hospital got got 15 boxes of ammo? Like who got a nine millimeter or a shotgun? What doctor? <laughs> what hospital well, are you at? Well, see, like, like I'm like my my envisioning of the uh, of like the game. Like I could even see like maybe like even them doing something with uh, with Bungie even as like a oh, no. to help with to help with. Well, because see, like I'm, I'm envisioning more of like each each thing being similar to like what like a raid where you've got a, where you, or not a raid, but mm. a, or yeah, I guess it would be a raid like where you still have to solve puzzles and stuff like you would in Resident Evil, but but you've got a like there's like the puzzles need three three to four people in order to do them like someone's got to be here to do this while this person has to do that in order for like a door to open up or you know or something like that or even even like uh or if they teamed up with like square enix or something like you know more like the tomb raider lines where it's well like like i said once again they gotta work with they have to give that to an american developer because I understand where you're trying to go go with that, but you got to think that Capcom is Japan. Jaeger yeah. and all these other companies that you are talking about are American. And yeah. if they're going to make a game like that, 
it feels like you want this game to appeal to more American players because of the online functionality. And you got to think Europe and Japan and even, well, depending on what Australia does, you kind of got to think outside the box of what do they think of online gaming? Are they going to be into these games? Because the thing about it is something like that. Yeah, that would sell big in America, but it's not going, it might not sell big everywhere else. It might do good. It might do good in Europe, but Japanese, Japanese gamers and stuff, when they want horror, they want that good single player experience. They're, yeah, they're, they're good with online, but they're going to, uh, they're going to ignore this title because it's something that they're not going to want to experience and here in America. Because if you just throw in all of these guns in a class and all of this stuff, well, it's another game that uh, some Americans who have played this style of game, they know very well. And I'm not, I'm not, not trying to crush your dreams or anything. No, no, I mean, it's but just a discussion. It, it's, it's just a discussion. Yeah, it's just a, a discussion. But it's just, um, no, but I think sometimes you kind of, kind of got to think that, yeah, I want this game for me. And whether it becomes a reality or not, they're, this game is going to have to be done right for that to happen. You can have everything that you want, but if Capcom designed it and you played it and it's janky as ever, well, they pretty much gave you everything that you wanted, but it's not developed well. Well, don't forget, yeah. Capcom can't develop this stuff because in the past when they tried to, it failed. Well, I I think like I think though like if if they were to if they were to take and and let's be honest they, this would never be something that they would even probably try taking on, mm-hmm. but I, but I would think regardless of what they decide to move forward with, like much like the Resident Evil two, like they're gonna take their time and make sure that it's done done right. Yeah, you know, and and like you know like they they have so many other you know games that that you can they can kind of pull elements from to to put into it like even just like you know like dead rising like i mean they could have it where it's like almost like a dead rising game mm-hmm. but but more you know it's in the resident evil world but like like even imagine like the Dead Rising game like as a four player co op game like being able to to trying to survive in the in this town like in the towns like as a four person group and you like you know even it would be kind of I guess in some ways their their uh, state of decay but like but it would it wouldn't be quite as much, you know, worrying about the, the, like, like the, the foods and all and rations and stuff yeah. like that. And just keep it more in the, you know, like what a traditional resident evil is where you want to, you know, like make potions, you know, healing stuff. And you want to, you know, like you want to try to, like not not use too much of your ammunition because you want to save it and so like you you know like come up with like neat like you said like have like a lot of different kinds of melee things and even if they took like the the left for dead or dead rising 
type stuff and put in like where you can like make your own weapons out of out of materials and things like that to try to survive like you know like it could be where where weapons are readily available but ammunition so much isn't like where you still want to use guns but you you want to kind of try to save them for for like when when you go up like against like a main bosses and things like that well for me i would go with ghost trick um this is a game that came out for the ds um it's kind of like a rotoscope uh style game uh adventure puzzle where you got to try to figure out uh like you're kind of a ghost and you kind of got to move stuff and you got to make a character survive through all of these um predict all of these things that you know happen and everything you know you rewind test stuff and uh it, it's a really great game uh it came for the ds um and it didn't really get that much love uh but it's such uh it's such a good it's such a great game I kind of I would love to see um that, that I'm speaking more for Switch and everything and hopefully uh the re-release of uh, the re-release of that game is like successful I would love to see a sequel to that um for me personally I really don't need any more remakes or re-releases of the Resident Evil series I think Capcom has has Mega Man that to death already <laughs> already so I kind of I kind of would like to see Capcom actually dig into other IPs maybe from I would say their 8-bit and 16-bit days because a lot of older Capcom games um of of like the PS1 PS2 era were okay um but they niche titles to me they niche titles were the ones that people love most than the ones that be made that kind of made them popular besides like Resident Evil 4. So I think if they were able to go back into their 8 and 16 bit days and maybe up res them and treat them like an indie game uh, and release them uh, if they want to remake something I think that would be better. Uh, like ghosts before. and goblins. Oh yes. <laughs> well, it's funny because the uh the in the story this it says, "Come on, ultimate ghosts and goblins." Well, ghosts and goblins kind of did get like an upgrade or remake for PS2 and for uh think PSP. I don't think one came out for Vita, but uh, you know, I, yeah, I, it, ghosts and goblins, gold knights two they had. Yeah, and because there there was a Ghost and Goblins for like mobile phone, I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of, that's kind of what I would like to see with that. But we're gonna move on to our last story, and this one's gonna actually connect into our Arsenal Exchange. So, uh, Bioware holding a PAX panel on Anthem implies Dragon Age and Mass Effect in the future. Uh, Bioware has announced in a blog post that the critically acclaimed studio will be holding a panel in at PAX West to talk about Anthem and help answer the fans' questions. Particularly, Bioware wants to address concerns about story within the game and how it fits Bioware's reputation. We talked briefly at EA Play about how the solution is called Our World, My Story. Bioware GM Casey Hudson wrote, that's general manager, in a blog post today. 
In a dynamic open world, everything is experienced in real time by all of the players, day, night, weather, and world-scale events that shape the ongoing narrative of the setting. This is our world, which we share as a player community. Then when you return to Fort Tarsus, that's actually a single-player experience, and it's where you spend time developing relationships, making choices, and seeing consequences. That's the story, my part. Uh, that's the my story part. Sorry about that. But even with that description, I know there are many more questions about how it would work. Hudson continued, To really go deep on the subject, we'll be doing a panel at PAX where we'll talk about our world, my story, and other big questions you had about Anthem. Perhaps most telling, however, is what Hudson writes when talking about Bioware's other projects. And yes, we hear a lot of clear the interest in Bioware doing more Dragon Age and Mass Effect. So rest assured that we have some teams hidden away working on some secret stuff that I think you'll really like. And we're just not... Uh, we're just not ready to talk about any of it for a little while, Huston says. PAX West will be held August 31st through September 3rd in Seattle. Anthem will be released for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on February 22nd. And this is how this comes into our Arsenal Exchange. Uh, with news of Bioware working on Mass Effect and Dragon Age, how important as an Xbox player is it to make Anthem successful? When does it become critical for a community to save a developer? So, uh, I think for us, it's very important, um, you know, that Anthem becomes successful. Um, and I think from what they learned with Anthem, we'll see it. We'll see how, cause I think they actually learned, uh, Dice's, uh, uh, uh um development uh i forgot what it is what their engine is um the the frostbite, frostbite yeah. yeah i think they probably learned frostbite and so what they learn and what they learned from mass effect and drama the, the ups and downs with it uh they were able to like fix and tighten up in anthem and I think with that learning for Anthem, they're going to be able to place it in Dragon Age and Mass Effect because, in in a in a sense, I think they'll they'll be able to make the Mass Effect series better. Uh, mm -hmm. now that they learn uh that engine, um, I think for us as Xbox players as for like supporting and buying the game and nothing against PlayStation owners or anything like that but I think it's important that we show you know we show the success and hopefully the game is good and it earns that success so we could be able to play those future Mass Effect and Dragon Age games, you know that yeah. that we don't we don't know. Now it's not old to Bioware, it's not promised, but we have seen what has happened to developers at EA, and it sucks yeah. that this is kind of forcing us to buy the game so that we could keep that company in business to get those games. Because I was kind of think while I was typing this question, I was kind of thinking about man you how Bioware was before they got with EA 
And when EA allowed them to do whatever they want with Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, and pretty much how Mass Effect was, the the first game was kind of uh, exclusive to Microsoft. Uh, before 2 and 3 even came out for PlayStation uh, PlayStation 3, even before they even got the trilogy pack. You know, Mark, Mass Effect was a Microsoft exclusive. Like, it was a very big game to that exclusive was over with. So, yeah. it, I think it's kind of it's kind of good to hear, you know, that those games are being made. I think it for us when I, when a community comes together and helps support by buying a game, not downloading it illegally, uh, but you know, for those digital players, you know, being able to get it when the game comes out, whether it's on sale or not. Uh, showing that they're going to get it or even waiting for a sale, like if it's 20 or 15% off or whatever system they could be able to get it cheaper if they feel like it, still showing that that physical and that digital is still really matters. That I think that's the way we'll still show support that, yes, we want more, we want Bioware to stay open. Um, we just hope that their gains, uh, we just hope that Bioware knows the uh knows the frostbite engine to deliver better experience uh for their games but what what you think uh jesse yeah i mean yeah obviously like you know you wanna you wanna support the games and you want to you know get buy buy stuff so so they you know that shows then the ea that you know that they they need to keep them around and they need to you know let them keep making you know the games that they want to make um like with with me like you know like i've had like i've been kind of up and down on like you know early on with with uh anthem like you know is it gonna you know is it gonna be good and like i i watched that that what was it like a 10 or a 15 minute gameplay like an actual gameplay like yeah. there's there's actual gameplay out there that's not you know not just a cg you know or whatever cgi trailer like they they've actually played it and like watching that made me feel a little a little less worried about it because like they they've created a really cool looking world and and like i'm just looking forward to playing playing in that world that they've created and like the characters and everything seem really unique and and neat and uh, i don't know i just I, for me like i i'm it's probably going to be day a day one purchase for me. Like I'm, I'm going to hopefully get it right away as long as, <laughs> you know, I have the money to get it right away, but I, I will be getting it, you know, and trying to, trying to keep up on that and, you know, and report on, you know, on Twitter and, and Facebook and stuff like what, you know, my, how, you know, how I'm enjoying it or, or what I'm not liking about it and stuff like that. And, you know, and I think that's the thing is like people just gotta, gotta do that as well. Like you've gotta, you just gotta talk about stuff like, you know, that's, that's really what ultimately, you know, like PlayStation games, when they come out, 
like the big reason that they're they're so big is because people actually talk about it like yeah they talk about what they're experiencing and i feel like people who who play on xbox mostly don't don't that's not really something they tend to do a lot like because you'll find out like you'll you'll like you won't hear anything about a game and then you'll find out that it did really well or it sold you know sold decent on xbox like you know like state of decay 2 is like a perfect example where right. like i feel like other like then you know like with us trying to do stuff and talk about it i really didn't hear you know like a whole lot of rumbling about it you know, but then it ended up selling pretty decently, you know, and it's still still is doing pretty pretty well. And it's just like I feel like people just need to talk more about the like about the games and and let the developers know that that you're playing it and you know, because a lot of the times like I, I I go on Twitter if I really like a game like uh you know, like I'll go on and I'll I'll message the developer and and just say you know like what I liked about it or or just tag them in it. And a lot of the times those developers will will respond or yeah. you know or so like we're living in a time where unfortunately social media controls has a, has more power than than it probably should and you know you need to use that power to let these developers know and let people know that that you're playing the game cuz ultimately if you like those games that you're playing chances are they'll continue making those games if you get the word out there and you get people talking about it and, and i think i think that's that's something that 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 xbox players a lot of time can lack in is just trying to get get it out there and talk about the games that they're playing. And and, and I understand because it's a good thing that you brought up social media that, you know, some people will make fun of, um, will, will literally make fun of Xbox players, be like, why are you playing that game? Da, 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 this. And it's just like, you know what, we're having fun too. You know, we're yeah. not excluding nobody. We're not making anything, no fun of anybody else. In fact, we congratulate. We have always, and you know me, I have gotten on something, like I said, but I still congratulate Sony players. I still congratulate Sony and developers who put their product in that sell even mostly well on a Sony platform. I do congratulate that. Same with Nintendo. Yeah. And, you know, when I talk about Xbox and I'm trying to talk more about Xbox when I'm online and stuff, I always talk about them in a good light. And and when people ask me, why am I playing this game? I have always be like, I always wanted to experience this. And I play most of my third party games on Xbox because besides and graphics or anything like that, it's just like I have I feel like I have I'm having a better experience on my Xbox over my PlayStation 4. It has nothing to do with anything between the systems. It's just that my experience on Xbox is a little bit better. It's, a, it's running a little bit smoother. And so I want to kind of show that developer that, hey, there is an Xbox community out here who wants to support your games. Yes, you could promote all your stuff for PlayStation 4, but but believe me, what's going to me sometimes I feel like PlayStation 4 might sell the most over Xbox. 
but I feel like more players will be willing to talk about your game on Xbox for a good while over PlayStation because there's so much titles on PlayStation that's battling between first party and third party. I think when they when they get done playing that game on PlayStation, they move on to something else. Where Xbox, I feel like they'll play it and they'll continue to play it with you know offline online introducing new new people people picking it up on a sale or something playing it digitally or physically uh and stuff i just feel like it lasts longer on, on xbox and people could say probably say well because there's nothing to really to play on xbox i'm like no there's a lot same just with nintendo and with sony there's a lot to play on there i just feel like in my mind that a lot of people are like once they played on xbox they're going to take their time and enjoy it you know they're well, not going to try to rush or anything yeah well and i and i think part of that though is the is the benefit of of microsoft you know tending to lean more towards the the multiplayer online based type games like sea of thieves and stuff mm where where you can keep on adding to it and you can you can you know like continue to like because you know like bringing kind of going back to siege like siege is a perfect example of kind of where like multiplayer games are kind of trying are going tending to go on this trend of where they start out kind of basic but that's because they they're they're spending as little money as they need to to get the base of the game created and then as people play it and they can they can slowly just keep on adding but to see, it but see i think a lot of people but see that's a lot of people don't like that as gamers and th- this is just a general for for a yeah. lot of people um because they feel not saying that it, it's a it feels like an early access or it's a preview game. A lot of people feel like if you're going to give me something like that, charge me less. I understand that you yeah. put a lot of work and a lot of money in, in, into this into setting this world, but charge me less. Charge me forty five or fifty dollars or even forty dollars if you're going to or if you decide to do that with with yeah. this content and then if you're going to build from there then if you want to add a year a season a year one season or a year two or whatever like that to really build up the game i'm still going to be charged of charged from that but that should now be cheaper you know? yeah no yeah well that's that's the thing though is i it's like more like Sea of Thieves and stuff like all mm. their stuff that their newer content that's coming that's all that's free. all included yeah. you know and so and that's like in my opinion it's fine if you're going to do that like if it's fine if you're going to charge someone 50 bucks or 60 bucks for the game and a lot of people but should, uh, but you better not be charging me later for content like that like everything but, should be included right, you know like with be, it everything should be included and everything should work there it there yeah. should be enough there to keep me entertained and keep me coming back to play. So, yeah. so let's say if you only are have nine levels or ten levels, the gameplay and this mechanics have to be tight and fun enough and easier for some people to understand. You know, yeah. on online connection and stuff has to be there, and 
stuff like that could affect a developer. If your stuff is not right, people, gamers are not going to try to save you. They're going to yeah. talk if you go out of business because you deliver bad games. They're going to talk about how bad your games are. And yeah. if there might be one or two standouts or even passable games, but if you're a developer who are who was making um these games just like um just the replay value is not there, is not high enough, they are going to they're not going to care that you went out of business it's sad yeah. that it happens you know they they feel like you did have a chance to get this right but for a lot of people for a lot of people they're just going to talk bad with you now on the on the flip flip side of that gamers who stay who say stuff like that don't know how development work don't, don't know yeah. how how much effort and time and energy and even crunch time at times it takes yeah. to make a game so those pros and cons you kind of you you got you kind of gotta see and stuff not a lot of gamer not not a lot of developers are triple a they sometimes need games whether it's good or bad or even passable they need that job to keep their company afloat so they well, can get to continue to make games and so stuff like that stuff like that i think that's why it's kind of critical when we like a developer because they they make they make some great games um that we work not say that we work hard but you know that the support for their craft and stuff is there i, I, I always talk about you know uh a way for you know i always talk about how you know, for some of their games, you know, it might be janky for some. Some of them not, not might not be up to snuff or anything. But I, I always said that I continue to support them by buying their games, whether it's good or bad. Because out of out of a lot of titles that they made, even though some of them might be average, they work they work hard to make some great games. And yeah. it makes me feel like I'm playing some of the stuff that I used to play as a kid, which is which is not which is not bad or anything. It's just like I love to see how hard they they work. They're not a big team, and out and don't forget, out of way forward came Shovel Knight because the guys who made Shovel Knight, Yakub Glance, they all came from Way Forward. So I yeah. I would love to see them continue to be in the video game industry the day that way for close to me is going to kind of be hurtful because i'm just like i don't have a developer who are who's going to be making those games that i love and could and really really gave gave it their all to you know create a game and stuff that yeah. i'm going to enjoy that sometimes that don't even get talked about that always get overlooked yeah. Well, and I think the problem is, too, is there's too many, you know, like people, it's just too easy for people to just throw throw around throwaway comments about things. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, like we don't understand, you know, like what these these developers go through. Like I, I I'd imagine just from what I've seen, you know, like through stuff I've watched or even like when it's portrayed in, in movies and things like that, like, 
you know, like I know it's a comedy, but like Grandma's Boy, like the whole idea of that mo- that movie is they're they're game developers. Yeah, and and I I would imagine that in real life, being a game developer is very similar to being a teacher, where just because you're not at school teaching doesn't mean that your job is done. Like teachers do a lot of stuff on their own time at home. Right. And I, I have a feeling that being a game developer is very similar where your job, unfortunately gets brought home with you like a lot, you know, like, like, because you've got a, you know, you've got, you know, times that you need to get things done in and you've, you know, and, and like, you know, like going back to Sea of Thieves, like, I think that like out of all the games that I've followed, you know, like from the beginning, like it's very early stages until like, you know, like now as they're adding more content, like the, like on the developer side like they've done a like a perfect job of what i think needs to be done and that's making sure that you're communicating with with the people like who are interested in your stuff right you know even just so much as throwing up videos of you of you the developers you know just a day around the the office of work and you just throw up a couple like a 10 minute 5 minute video of like hey this you know this is what we're doing today or what we're talking today about this game that we're working on and you know, and like, cause we, we live now in a, in an era where like YouTube and all that stuff is just, it's massive. Like people are constantly, like you give someone your YouTube page and people will check it out, you know, you as know, a developer. With, with developers, a lot of people love the behind the scenes stuff because yeah. not only, not only like, you, like using the teacher thing, you know, not only are you seeing people, uh, creating stuff, but how stuff gets made and hearing the stories on maybe seeing some arguments and stuff, but seeing how a game is created and stuff, it's almost like a mini documentary. If you want to learn stuff about the industry and how, you know, how developers work together, um, you know, it is very interesting to see that. And you don't get that if a developer close and, you know, getting back to Bioware and stuff, everybody's concerned about Bioware closing and they fearful that EA will close them. And if that happens, not only will Bioware's name kind of be, be gone, that yeah. history that was connected to them, not many people are going to be able to know. Now, Bioware is yeah. not all, Bioware is not always going to last for many of years. Anything can happen to all those developers. Anything can, ha- can happen to Bioware at any time. We don't know. It, it's never. It's not promising stuff, you know. Um, but people who fell in love with their titles and with their work and what Bioware's and their Bioware means as a company to them, you know, that's that's very impactful for a lot of people. It's a half that removed because of lack of support and EA and EA not being a company EA being a company known for kind of bad decisions and stuff that that really could tear a lot of people away and 
that could really tear EA, uh, not tear, that could really mess up EA's business in general. Yeah. Because once, because I think personally for me, I think once Respa and Bioware gets close, that's it for EA. If, if, if EA is, if electronic arts become very shady with Bioware and with Respawn, that's it. A lot of yeah. people, I, I think people will go to them for the sports games, but I think people will just refuse to buy another game for, from them. Regardless of yeah. they open anyone up or or anything or get a new or get a new uh person from a different that will stop people from buying EA games. Yeah, I think what their what their problem is is they they need they need a Phil Spencer right now. Like they they need they need someone who like they they need to change their attitude towards you know, their, their fans and become more of a, of a, of a company that, that wants to, you know, try to listen and, and at the same time as innovate Mm -hmm. and, you know, be more connected to the people who are interested in what they're making. Well, that the problem with that is that they're going to have to change the investors. Because yeah. the thing about it is, the people who invest in that company into EA, they want to receive a return on their investment. So they got to yeah. do whatever. So when investors get it, because a lot of people got to realize that when investors are putting money into a company, they want to see dollar signs coming back. Why you think when we read the Nintendo investment uh, sheets and stuff, and you know they talk about stock prices and everything. You know, the people who are investing in these companies want to see something back from their returns. So if they got to put 15,000 microtransactions and, you know, they're hoping that those people, they hope they're, they think that gamers are not going to pay attention and just give in and pay it. So those investors can make money on those returns and see as play as as players and stuff, we don't really focus on that. We start blaming a lot of the publishers and developers. So what happens is, is that we don't pick up their game or we trade it in and, or we delete it from our system, whether we bought it or not. And they got their money. They got our perk. They got our money for purchasing the game and maybe the season pass at times. But if they see the player count go down, those investors are going to be like, okay, why is the money not rolling in? And the people who, the developers and the CEOs and stuff of EA and that the, and the person, people who made that game. And yeah, people could say this is the battlefront thing. They have to, they have to, uh, go and meet with those investors and talk about all of that. Yeah. Well, because they, you guys only think about money and don't think about, how we are going to respond when we know that your if this stuff is already in your beta and people are complaining about it, this is going to be a problem on the developers and on EA. And the investors don't understand that. That we don't yeah. want stuff and stuff like this in our game. We don't want the pay to win and the nickel to dime stuff. We don't we don't well, want it. Oh, go ahead. Well, that's well, yeah, and that's the thing is, I, you know, like the the developer or the uh, the investors, 
though they obviously are important mm-hmm. but at the same time what good is is you like you're not going to get a return on your investment if these if ea and and bioware isn't able to listen to the people who actually have to buy the game in order for your tra- your your microtransactions in the game to be used like it doesn't matter if microtransactions are in the game if no one's buying it you're not going to get money from it and so therefore the yes the investors are important but the but EA needs to, you know, needs to start telling the investors that, hey, you know what, like that we did this with with the with the Star Wars game, and no one bought it because of this. And if you want to make money off of our games, you've got you you know we've got to be able to to meet in the middle somewhere. Your product has to be high quality. That's gonna yeah. make that which we talked earlier. That it, it, like you said, social media, how people are talking about it, that is a big part. You know, word of mouth, great advertising, you know, cross-play, just things that's going to make people be like, hey, you, did you get a copy? Hey, did you experience this? Or, you know, that stuff is going to help. If yeah. you put business before the before the quality of the product, that's going to hurt. Yeah. Because if the well, if the product is not good quality, that means your business is not going to have good. It's not going to have just good sales or something. So well, and the and the thing is with social media and things like YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. like it's like that that kind of stuff is it's such a it's such a cheap investment into into advertisement because you don't you know like that's the thing too is the the less money you you spend on trying to produce a video or produce a a trailer and and instead just getting real life like personal up close you know like recording of of the developers and you know like it's got a more personal touch and you really don't have to spend much money doing it you know like that's the nice thing is people want to see the real side of things and not some overproduced commercial, you know, like just, you know, like pushing something that doesn't have any real personality like that, you know, that's the beauty of YouTube and thing and like stuff like that is you really don't need to spend much money to get a good, you know, advertisement or word of mouth out anymore. Like it's just, you just don't have to do it anymore. And see, we don't really have to think about that. A lot of times when it comes to first party, uh, we really see it in kind of in Nintendo's investment things because, you know, Mm -hmm. it it ends up getting reported. But Nintendo sees the good sales because regardless of their satisfying, satisfying their investors and stuff, they believe in their product and they're going to. And they're hopefully that when it gets into their hands, they don't have to rush out to sell big don't forget nintendo games whether you like it or not whether you think they they don't sell well at the at a time at when they first come out nintendo games continually sell throughout the year and the following year and 
even whether they if they throw on a good sale, people end up picking up their games. So when you have a continued stream of sales for your game, whether you sell one million and that was it in that first two months, that number continues to grow. God of War, yeah, it did five million. That's so good. But if it's stuck at five million, that's a problem. If, if if God of War is not continuing to sell throughout the year, and Super Mario Odyssey still is, Splatoon is still is, um, Breath of the Wild, like if a whole bunch of first party Nintendo games are still continuing to sell throughout the year, that's great for them. Same with Microsoft. If Game Pass is still doing good business for them, and people are still pick, you know, picking up games for Xbox and stuff, if there's, if that's still, even with third party, if that's still good, that adds numbers to the actual sale of that title. You do, you never want to, and this might just be me some people might disagree you never want a game to sell majorly big when it comes out because if it does and it doesn't and you don't continue to see that happening and there's a big downfall in sales after after three or four months that's problematic yeah well and the nice thing about the the you know the game pass is like you know, like we're realizing more and more, like what's what's more important, uh, like having you know, like a game that's cost sixty dollars mm-hmm. and and a few, you know, like like a you know ten percent of of Xbox's uh, install base buy it or have it where it can be streamed and you have you know like three times as many play people playing the game. That may, that wouldn't have been playing it if it was just literally the only way you could get access to it is buying it outright. Right. Like you know, like that's the bit, the nice thing about the game passes, and like Xbox in general realizes that the best way for games to be appreciated is making it easy to access that game and like even for the people who are on a budget who just can't afford to buy every you know game that they release you know right away and so the game pass gives gives people an option to be able to play the game and they can you know people can say i played it because you know like when you and and i'm not like putting them down or anything but like when you look at like uh you know, Horizon Zero Dawn for PlayStation has done really well, but in the grand scheme of things, there's it's still only like twenty percent install base to however many people have bought a PlayStation same Four. With, same with God of War. It's, so same with, it's, Blood, same with Bloodborne and stuff. It's just like the the install base is the install base is low. You have an install base of system sales, but the game attachment is low. There in yeah. there's no way that you have eighty plus PlayStation fours and Horizon is at what, maybe four or five million. Uh, God of War is at five million. That should be high. And it's not. And yeah, you yeah, can say it, you can say the same thing about Xbox. You can say the same thing about Xbox One, and I completely understand. You can say the same thing for Nintendo. The thing yeah. with Game Pass is though, is that 
that number can that number for first and third party can increase because like you said people are on the budget you know they can't get all of these games and stuff maybe it's easy assets depending on where they live to download that game play it and if they do enjoy it you know then they'll buy it they'll, they'll buy it because once they don't forget with game pass you have to have xbox live you have to pay ten dollars a month for the service so whether you take the game on uh whether you take it off or you put it on that's 120 that's 180 dollars a year that you have to pay for for a game pass so regardless that that's once this past six months you already paid sixty dollars for that game if you if you want to if you want to look at that, if they want to take it off and you don't want to if you don't want to do use games and stuff like that, if they offer to you cheap, then hey, that's a great sale right there that 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 their player got and for that developer and that publisher because they get that they get that money and it's a guaranteed sale that's not going to be traded trading or returned or anything like that. Now I'm yeah. not sure, I don't want to knock PlayStation. Uh, even though I kind of did knock them with it, and we're gonna we're gonna get to the end of the show. Uh, not trying to knock them, but I I use I I get on Sony about their sometimes about their business stuff, and people could yell at me about if they want to, but they'll sell big when the game is released, and then they'll sell party big when it comes to Black Friday, and that's bad. Like I said. You can have great sales right there, but you need something that's going to keep it steady. And when it's not steady, that's a problem. Like I said, you could be like, well, look at Nintendo. Nintendo games have always been steady. But still to this day, that Super Mario Brothers, uh, new Super Mario Brothers Wii is still selling. Sometimes still brand new at a store. And it's still doing numbers. That's insane. You could say, well, that's bad for Nintendo. They're using it on the old system. But don't forget, if someone's buying it uh, for a new copy of that at Walmart, paying 40 or $50, that money goes to Nintendo. And that just add more units to their system, to their yeah. business. Doesn't care what system that they're selling on. That's just more business for Nintendo. God of War had a spotlight in May and June. That's completely, I mean, April and May. That's completely fine. When, when is going to is it going to get another spotlight because of Black Friday? From April to November, that's what eight. That's seven months. That's bad. If God of War, if God of War cannot sell from April to November consistently. That's bad. Whether they buy it digitally or physically, you you need something. I don't even. I don't care if you even sell seventy five thousand copies. If you can sell seventy five thousand copies in June, July, August, September, and continually sell, that's when you know that a game is really a hit. That's when you know that those people are trying to keep that developer alive. So when Anthem comes out, hopefully. Whether it does big in uh in February, 
hopefully the game comes you know hopefully people still continue to buy that game throughout the year because maybe they are picking up the xbox one or playstation 4 yeah and i and i think that i think that's what what uh you know nintendo has kind of got got going on right now is the fact that you do still have people who are constantly buying uh switches like you know getting getting a switch Mm -hmm. and so like those people that are buying that switch then are going to need to get games and then you they'll so then all those games that have come out are constantly being bought because people are getting a system and then they need games for it you know, like like right and, now, and they're that's, double, you know, and, that's a good thing, and, that's and a, so and that's what Xbox kind of needs to and do. And with Nintendo, people are double dipping. They already probably bought that indie game digitally on the, on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, the physical version is com- coming with limited edition or with extra stuff. People would get that physical and be hyped about it. Even if that game never came to a Nintendo system in other places, if that game is coming to Nintendo and it's getting a digital, um, a physical release, people are going to be buying that game on Switch. Not to say that there's nothing to play on Switch, but that physical means a lot to people on that system. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, me, me and Larry. Uh, from World War One, we talk about how physical is important to Nintendo Switch, and people will double dip. People be upset about it, but they will do it. And you don't really get that with Xbox One and with PS4. Yeah, well, I think I think the thing too is Nintendo. That's like always been part of their culture, the physical. You know, like what wh- whether it used to be, you know, trying to have the really cool booklets inside you know, and having unique things in them to, you know, like their box art. Like, they've always been really good at, at making really cool-looking box art for their games. And, yeah. and you know, and and, uh, and another thing that, that works, you know, in, in their favor as far as uh, physical goes, too, with the, with, an, with the Switch especially is the fact that it's a, you know, that it's a system you can bring on the go. And and like having cartridges versus discs, you know, really works to their benefit in that in that uh, department as well because they can, you know, like it's much easier to bring that little tiny, you know, square cartridge than it is to bring a whole bunch of CDs, you know. And so, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, like you you think well. You know, I, I mean, it wouldn't really work too much, you know, for the PlayStations and the uh, the Xboxes because they're they're not portable. But you you wonder, do we go back to cartridge? <laughs> <laughs> well, with those with those systems, uh, with with Sony and Microsoft, they they never did cartridge, so they won't go back to it. But people just see how important that physical. With that, how with physical on Nintendo uh, system, it's just it's more easier. You could pack more games because of how small yeah. they are, yeah. and it's easier just to load. They don't have to deal with uh, hour and a half installation. 
Like if they yeah. if they was able to get Destiny two on a sixty four gigabyte cart and it was able to load that quick, people would be playing Destiny two on Switch at on the go. Heck yeah, people would be playing that. But everybody, that's gonna be it for NGR Radio uh, for NGR Radio <laughs> for Arsenal <laughs> X podcast. We want to know what you guys think. Um, what you guys think about Bioware still making Mass Effect and Dragon Age? You know, do you guys feel that it's critical and important to save a developer, your favorite developer or even publisher and stuff, by buying their games, getting the word of mouth? You guys can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com. You also can follow us on Twitter at arsenalxpodcast and uh, got on our YouTube page. So uh, hopefully you guys would check it out. Um, we uh this saturday uh will be our last episode for the nindies showcase so you guys will be able to check it out um me and Corey, we play hyper light drifter so you guys can it, it is coming to nintendo switch it's not out yet but we play it on uh playstation 4 um also uh uh, the Nerds Gone Platinum guys have uh, a new show out, uh, Platinum Plays. So you guys will be able to check out Moose, Jason, and Jeff play multiple games and hear commentary on there. Uh, There's just a lot of great stuff coming. Uh, we are getting ready for uh, Season 3 of Pod and Play. So hopefully you guys will be checking it uh, checking it out we can't wait for you guys to actually watch uh this season because me and Corey, we have some great discussions with some great games and hopefully on one episode a special guest hint 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 will be on there for a special game hint 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 can't tell you what it is uh and this special my special guest or our special guest can't tell what it is they have to wait till the season happens so that will be coming soon uh so you guys will be able to check that out um for me personally uh project beauty is underway so uh cannot wait for you guys to check that out in september uh for it uh just waiting for this to load my uh my uh plug stuff is just it's not loading up sorry everybody telecom things is happening uh but uh we will <laughs> i will begin getting to it uh jesse where can we find you at go ahead and make some plugs all right you can find me on twitter at uh phantom maggot ax and uh actually i there's a possibility ed's gonna try to make it but if you you're a listener and you happen to be planning to go to Wizard World, the Comic Con in in Chicago, um, I I will be uh, I'm think for sure there on that Saturday. Yes. Um, and and I know Ed, you you are gonna see if you can try to make it. So if uh, you know if you're if you're going to that and uh, you're planning to be there on that Saturday. Um, just, you know, you could just hit me up on, uh, on Twitter or whatever and just send me a message and say, Hey, and maybe, you know, maybe we can meet up with, with some of the people, uh, if anyone that's going listens. So, yeah. And that's going to be August 25th. So that's going to be uh, a Saturday. Um, but yeah, continue plugging. I have, I finally, my, uh, page finally came up, (laughs) but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. And then you, and also, um, 
Well, uh, yeah, and it's Phantom Mega Day X on on Xbox Live, and also you can search for Phantom Mega AX on uh, and Jesse Douglas on SoundCloud. I just got like some music stuff that I made there for people to enjoy if they're they're interested. You know, I just kind of do it for fun. So, yes. Um, so you guys are also can check out Nurse Gone Rogue and the B-Sides, uh, Squad Goes, um, Nindy Showcase Finale, uh, like I said, coming this Saturday, uh, and I talked about Platinum Place, but also we're going to be trying to get NGR Radio Live, uh, at com slash live, uh, Corey's going to be working on that, so hopefully when it goes live, we guys can give us more uh, give you guys more detail uh, so when we stream or when we record uh, we'll be there so you guys can check us out um, you guys can find more of Nurse Gone Rogue on, on YouTube if you guys like what we do subscribe to uh, Nurse Gone Rogue and also check us out at ngrradio.com uh, for me you guys can find my uh, show Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes TuneIn and Google Play um, I uh, I I have a new episode uh, where I talk about the Sega Genesis, uh, how it helped, uh, did it help out the 16-bit era. So you guys can check that out. And I'm also going to be having a new episode and also uh, be discussing our optional opinion about the Smash um, Direct. So you guys can check that out also. You can find me on Twitter at that RetroCode. Um, you can read some of my blogs on uh, nurse on ngrradio.com and you also can read some of my work on skirmishfrogs.com I have a series called The Moment I will be bringing that back to skirmishfrogs.com and I'll talk about my personal life with some of the retro games that I used to play so if you guys are into that you guys can check that out there uh, check us out on Facebook at Arsenal X, or Arsenal X um, on Facebook and also check out our Nurse Gone Raw page on Facebook if you guys like what we uh do um send us a message um and follow us on there also with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend oh and also um if you want to find me on xbox i am the lyrical one uh i know jesse's been streaming i'm going to be trying to stream um uh for me with optional opinion i have a let's learn series and so i need to jump back into there and start teaching about games (laughs) and how to play them (laughs) uh teaching more about that genre and uh that maybe that series and uh teaching them teaching you why it's important that this game mechanic is in there so you guys can learn so with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend as always we gotta throw up the x (laughs) yes because we're exiting out of here thank you guys have a great week have a great weekend and be safe and we are out of arsenal games bye everybody Oh. Uh.